Episode 105, When the Scale Jumps. Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we empower you to reach your healthy weight goals with less wasted effort, money, and time. This is the podcast that uses evidence-based tips and tools to simplify weight loss for the ladies who've tried it all. If you struggle with obesity or being overweight, you're tired of endless dieting and never reaching your goals and just plain tired with life, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, obesity medicine certified physician, life and weight loss certified coach, Dr. Emily Vinzan. Let's get this episode started. Didn't really jump, it moved the wrong direction. <laughs> well, welcome to my husband this morning. He's opening up on the podcast the last few episodes. And oh my goodness, by the way, my lively lady is already telling me that they love these episodes. So I just want to give my husband a little love and sharing this journey with us because I'll tell you, he is making me get cleaner on setbacks, like one sentence coaching because he doesn't give me a lot of time. He likes to throw lines and walk out the door and say things and then just head on. And I love watching his brain because it's where I was for a very long time, yet I've been coaching long enough to help him. And so Brian, go ahead. Let's just Let's just throw it out there. Now, ladies, we don't use Brian's weight loss against ourselves. Men lose faster. Brian is on a mission to do what, dear? No, I already broke your thing. 21 (laughs) pounds in a month. He wants to break the weight loss tracker in my journal, by the way. That's what he's setting to do because it was 21 pounds for six weeks. And he's like, I'm going to break it. I'm going to lose 21 pounds in a month, which is pretty much almost... I did. I know, but I don't want to give your exacts unless you're okay with me giving your exacts, but but almost a 10% goal, weight loss goal in a month. So that's a big deal though. Here we honor 10% weight loss and that is a big deal for your health. Like I cannot underscore that. Listen, if you guys haven't gone over and taken advantage of my free resource, find your healthy weight guide, go do it today. It's on my website because in there, there's a page that goes over all the health benefits of losing 10%. And I usually recommend that for women for their first goal so that it's something that's big, but also something that's achievable and matters. Like that goal setting is huge, but we're doing this in real life. And why don't you just tell everybody what happened after you hit that goal? We just happened to have some life things happen. Went to the football game on Saturday and then went to your parents yesterday and just ate, had stuff that I, sh- that I didn't need to eat, but it was there. So I just did it and need to be more focused on the bad things. Yeah. So the scale jumped back up. How much today? Like that sounds like the news. You're, you're dramatizing things. It just went up. It didn't jump. Three pounds. Okay, he doesn't like the word jumps. I think most of us would say three pounds is a jump. Like a half of a pound, we're going to say it didn't do much. Three pounds, we're like, ah, right? Too much candy, too many second servings, and too many root beers. Okay, so let me stop you there. Because I actually said to you this morning, let's do a podcast on this, because this is a great topic to discuss. But what did you tell me at first? When you saw the scale go up three pounds, what was your response to that? I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. And what does that, what did you make that? I made it about that when it's really about what I did. (laughs) No. What did you say you're not doing anymore? I'm not going over to eating things like that when I'm trying to lose weight. Yeah. He literally said, I'm not doing that anymore. We're not going over to eat at other people's houses. I don't need this. Like 
you can do that in maintenance, but I can't do that when I'm actively trying to lose weight. And so I just need to keep my head in the game. Yeah. But I then love- I thought about it and I'm like, well, nobody told me to eat all that candy yesterday. And nobody told me to have like a couple of root beers. And then I accidentally ordered a, a double cheeseburger at Culver's. I didn't have to eat the whole double cheeseburger. It was a, it was a mistake. <laughs> and then I ate a bunch of gummy bears at the thing, at the game. And uh, had a couple helpings of lasagna, which I didn't eat. And then you said way too, much, too bread. much bread, which I didn't even need to eat any of that. If I just would have had the lasagna, the salad, and I would have been good. And skipped the candy. That was my dumb. Okay. So let's unravel this because here's what I told Brian. At moments like this, we tend to want to go into perfectionist thinking. And here's what I mean by this. We have a tool in our Lively Lady Club called Progress Over Perfection. And I love this coaching. This is one of our empowerment tools in our Lively Lady Club of how to become the authority of sticking to the plan. And instead of going into perfectionist diet brain, which looks like I need to shut down my life in order to lose weight, I can't do these things because I can't manage my mind around food or I'm not choosing to manage my mind around food in these moments. Instead of doing that, we don't shut down our lives because if Brian can learn how to navigate moments like this and weekends like this, guess what? He hits his healthy weight goals in a way that he already knows how to live there. That, my dear listeners, is progress over perfection. It is so valuable because diets have taught us we have to perfectly follow the rules. The problem is we never intend to do that for the rest of our lives. We may intend to do it for a short time while we really, really want to get that scale to move, but we've got holidays right now. We've got all sorts of things coming up. And if you don't learn how to practice progress over perfection in these times, you're going to find yourself over and over and over again doing this with the scale and then feeling out of control in your weight loss journey. Most of my ladies want to feel in control and progress over perfection helps you to do that. So I told Brian today, we're going to do a little progress over perfection. We're not going to say that. So I'm going to let him share. And then I want to give some extra thoughts on it because I noticed a couple things, by the way, my scale was up a little bit too. So if you think that it's just your body that's responding wrong, Brian and I's bodies both responded the same way after a weekend. We went up to a game on Saturday and I'll be honest with you. Did you look at your journal? I didn't create a plan for Saturday or Sunday. Did you have anything in your journal? I put biscuits and gravy for breakfast Saturday and I put fast for lunch and I didn't put anything for dinner. Okay. So that's exactly when you went off, isn't it? You did biscuits and gravy. And after that, when we have no plan, we tend to go off. So the first step is always creating a plan. And if you find that you're not, you're probably setting yourself up for failure, right? You're literally not even willing to commit to anything. And our brains go back to what's supernatural in the moment to literally eat what we've done before because we're like, oh, it's an enjoyable thing. I want a little celebration. And then we're really mad at ourselves by Monday morning because of what we did. So let's do a little bit of progress over perfection in that we hadn't created plans. We just kind of rolled with it this weekend. Brian, for you, what actually went well? I stuck to my workouts. He did the longest workout ride. He did the two hour Peloton, which is the first two hour bike Peloton that's ever been done. And he did that this weekend. How much do you love riding the bike now? I love it. How does it feel just 20 pounds down? Feels good. Do you notice a difference? You know, on the bike, I don't know if I noticed it as much difference if I was like actually since it's non-weight bearing, mm, okay. but I mean, I can tell like I'm, things are getting easier. 
And you're enjoying it. Yeah, I know you I'd look forward it. to it. Yeah, I was looking forward to it because because the, the thing was actually Saturday morning. It was the first time the guy was ever the Peloton let him do the, the two hour ride. He's been trying to get him to do it for seven years, and I was going to miss it because we're going to the game. But the whole way home, I thought I'm going to do that in the morning. I'm going to do that in the morning, and then I got up yesterday and did it. Can I just say something really quick too? Can you imagine he's been trying to do that for seven years? Listen, ladies, if we think that the scale hasn't moved for three days and it's a problem. <laughs> There are places in your life where you're willing to commit to things when you're really willing to commit to them. And I just want to share with you all that I'm going to do a different podcast episode on this, but the commitment looks different than you think. But there has to be a commitment here. Like Brian is so committed to this. That's why it's felt relatively simple for you. And you have a coach in your home. But (laughs) okay. so what else went well? You did your exercise. You didn't give up there. You did that Sunday morning. I actually got on the scale, even though I didn't want to. Nice. Why? What are your thoughts about the scale now that makes you get on the scale, even if you don't want to? Just to know where I'm at. Yes. It's a marker of progress. It's not your personal value in this world. If you don't get on, you don't know what happened on the scale after you ate candy. Now that you've gotten on and you've eaten that way, guess what? If you do this again, you're going to be like, anticipate three pounds. Here we go. Think of the value in that. I'm not having all this high level drama around it. What else that went well? Let's talk specifically about dinner because we did a little bit of this in the moment. What did you say went well about dinner? It was good. <laughs> Nothing went well. No. I should have stopped. Okay. That's not true. What no, did what I say? I said, I, all I said was if I would have just had the salad and the lasagna and skipped the extra serving of lasagna and skipped all the bread, I probably would have been fine. Okay. So here's what I hear. You ate salad. Yes. You ate lasagna first. Yes. Like that's essentially energized eating. You didn't mess up anything there. Now let's talk about what didn't go well. I had way too much bread and then I had an extra setting of lasagna. Just sit, you sit at the table too long. So I mean, like you just sit there and like, I might as well eat. I'm sitting here at the table. Okay. So that my dear is the thought error that went wrong. That led you to overeat. Do you think that you were energized and satisfied after one serving of lasagna and salad? Was that enough? To yeah, get you. Without a doubt. Yeah. So you just had a thought error that popped up that was like, I'm sitting here. I might as well eat. I didn't have that thought error. It just happened. Well, you just told me what you thought. <laughs> because well, I'm this just is... using it as an example. I was thought My... I'm, I'm sitting there. Okay. So it was just a normal reaction. Hey, I'm okay. sitting here. I might as well eat. Okay. I didn't think that. My body just did it. All right, ladies, I know if you've listened, you're giggling a little bit right now, because listen, here's the thing. My husband thinks he never has a thought before he eats, but yet he just told me the thoughts that drove him to eat. So you may not have noticed that thought. Now that you know it, you'll notice it next time. You're going to be like, hey, we sat at the table again. And I was like, hey, might as well. Right. As Eliza says, what does Eliza say? Don't mind if I do. I love that one when she says that. So here's the thing. You just had a thought error that came up from sitting at the table for from too long. And you probably were already like, I already ate some bread. I already ate some candy. Might as well, right? Don't mind if I do. So how, Brian, what was your first solution of how to do this next time? And then what did we work out as a solution of how to do this next time instead? Basically, I wasn't going to put myself in that position anymore. I don't need to do that. Yeah. He's like, I'll never sit at a table for too long. He literally has said in four different ways that like we were there too long. We sat at the table too long. It was all the circumstance that he was there too long. So by the way, if you eat with Brian now, just expect a speedy and get out of there because otherwise he can't manage his mind around eating. No, I kid. I kid. Okay. So if that's not the problem, 
What's the real problem? Me. What is it? I wasn't disciplined enough. What does disciplined enough mean to you? Stick into the one serving policy and s skip the bread. Okay. What might you need to think next time to do that? If you're sitting at a table for a while, I want to walk you through, ladies, walking through very specific scenarios is so helpful because this is why Brian says he has no thoughts because he just wants to like generalize it all. But next time when you're sitting at a table for too long by your standard, quote unquote, and you notice yourself being like, oh, I'll just have a little more. What might you think instead? What might you tell yourself instead? I don't need it. I don't need any more. I'm, I'm full. I've, I've energized my body. There's no reason to eat anymore or I'm going to be frustrated because of it. Yeah. Like I've already eaten enough, right? Just because it's there doesn't mean I need it. It's wasteful to overeat. I don't like the results it creates. Now you can do it's a funny circumstance you say it's wasteful swap. When, back when we're at home and we see all that food, I think it's wasteful if we throw it away. Yes. That's everybody's story. But here's a good thought replacement, my dear husband, who has never listened to me talk about anything. I tell people all the time, what's more wasteful, throwing it in the trash can or putting it down your esophagus when you're struggling with your weight? Which do you think is more wasteful, truly? Eating it. Yeah, it is. It goes all the way back to the preparation. And I'm gonna take a little ownership of this. Like after I had weight loss surgery, I started pushing all my food. I was a total food <laughs> pusher to Brian, <laughs> right? Cause I couldn't eat that much. And so I always push food to him. And he said to me now, Emily, just one serving. And I need to watch that too. Like I, instead of me eating it, I won't eat it. I'll push it to you. Like I'll literally have two bites left and be like, I can't eat this. Let me give it to you. Like the breakfast burrito yesterday. Morning. Literally a breakfast burrito. I did it with yesterday. I do it to you all the time. I'm not going to ask you anymore just to support you in this. But so let's look at a few, few possible workarounds here, right? You could do a circumstance swap. And by that, I mean, you could say, I just don't sit at the table afterwards. You can do that. But there are going to be times when you're caught in those scenarios, like holidays, right? Or if you're out to eat with friends and you can ask the people to remove the food, you can make it further away so that it's a difficult thing to do. That being said, you can also manage your mind. So Brian, next time, what would you do? You said this. Your natural response initially was, I'm just not going to go. We need to not do that stuff. We need to just keep our minds on the prize. And I said, okay. And also you could just look at what you ate and not make it that dramatic, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I ate way too much candy. Yeah, but even with the meal, you had already come up with a solution. Never mind. I just need to eat the salad, eat one serving of the lasagna, and then check in with myself and see if that's enough, right? Why wouldn't it be enough? I mean, it is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I will share that I shared with Brian today is like, listen, a lot of this is fluid shifts. You didn't eat that much food. And a lot of us really struggle when we've been eating so good according to our plan. And then we have a weekend like this. And part of us is like, I don't want to be the kind of person who can't eat those foods. I don't want to be the kind of person who has to watch it this closely at those events. I don't want to. So I'm going to do a totally separate podcast episode on this part. But I want you to know that you don't have to be. You just have to know what's going to happen on the scale when you do it and how to manage your mind around it. 
it's not entirely fluid shifts. Like some of this is eating more than you're used to eating and your body responding to that. But as I told my husband, I said, listen, you did a big bike ride. So you're a little dehydrated. You're holding extra fluid from that. Then you threw really salty and sugary food on top of it. So you're just holding extra weight. If you just continue with what you've been doing for a few days, it's going to be back down. So in these moments- I have moments, no question about that. You don't? No. Why not? I just know. How do you know that? Help the people who are like, how do I believe it? I mean, it just does. If you have a plan and your plan's a good plan, like, why isn't it going to come off? It, it will. It may take longer sometimes, but I mean, there's something wrong with you if it doesn't. Right. And as I've said to so many of my lively ladies, listen, there's lessons we have to learn to live at our healthy weight goals that are, matter more than a three pound bounce on the scale. Like Brian needed this to learn the lesson that like, I'm not going to shut down my life. I just got to manage my mind around it. And you even shared that there have been times you've eaten out and been very successful and sat at the table. It just was a difference in thought yesterday. I think he's not going to come out and say this because he doesn't want to offend anyone. But I think he was frustrated with the scenario to begin with because you've said many times we have been gone for a lot of the weekend. And so you just were like wanting to be home and you were frustrated and you're probably eating more so from frustration than anything else at that point than energizing. Do you agree with that? I don't think that deep. <laughs> he never thinks that deep. He always says that to me. I don't have thoughts. I don't think that deep. Your mind goes on overload. Well, welcome to the mind of most women, right? We talked about that the other night, how like he just goes to bed. I saw a thing on Instagram where it was like men just go to bed and women lay in bed and think about everything that went right, everything that went wrong, everything they should have done, the way they might have said something wrong. We just think a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right, dear. So if somebody has had a scale jump, or as you put it, that's very dramatic, Emily. Don't call it a scale jump. What, how do you want to put it? Setback. A setback. Yeah, we can anticipate. And by the way, that's really funny that you say that because I tell my lively ladies, our progress over perfection tool is the way to win through setbacks and continue to progress through your goals. So I love that word because it's the actual word I use. You can anticipate setbacks. You're smarter than you think. Yeah, or I'm smarter <laughs> than you think. <laughs> so you can anticipate setbacks. They're not a problem. They really are not a problem. They're just lessons to learn so that you can be the version of you who lives at your healthy weight goals. That's it. Watch out. Halloween's coming tomorrow. That's right. In real time, Halloween is tomorrow. What's your plan for Halloween? I might have five candies. You might? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll have to wait till tomorrow to figure it out. Good okay. morning. Well, my November topic in my Lively Lady Club is holiday nourishment. So we will have plans for the whole year. Listen, ladies, if you want to get in there, you got to get into the Lively Lady Club. This is the work we do. We're going to do missing out if you're not in. We're going to do something special in December, actually. I have something really fun planned to prep for January just to make my Lively Ladies really enjoy the month of December and live it in the way that they want to. We're going to call it magic, having a magical life again. If you want that in December, make sure to just get on my email list because I haven't even figured out how we're going to do it yet, but we're doing it. I have all sorts of ideas. All right. Thank you for joining me, Brian. Thank you for having me. Click the link in the show notes to get the free guide. That'll get you on my email list. Have a great day. If you love today's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get the latest updates on all my new podcast episodes. Ready to reach your healthy weight goals and drop the endless diet cycle? Head on over to Emily Vinzant 
MD.com and learn more about working with me in Dr. Emily's School of Weight Loss, my virtual weight loss coaching program. The link is in my show notes.